This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. podcast check out this record my name is mark and with us as always is the intercontinental father of the year it's frankie d hey 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 mark i gladly accept this reward given by my man mark and i look forward to receiving it next year as well yeah absolutely your, your friends uh have noticed your taste in music has suddenly become the only thing you want to talk about and keep telling you what a jerk you are because about it <laughs> because of it i don't know uh hell yeah uh telling people the music they like sucks is you're right so tell those friends where to stick those greta van fuckboy albums and make sure they check out check out this record we're on spotify apple podcast amazon music or wherever they might find the finest of podcasts heck we're even on youtube that's right. Episodes, new episodes drip and drop directly to your ears every Friday. And of course, they're for your listening pleasure. That's correct. Uh, for the uninitiated, welcome uh, here on Check Out the Record. Check out this record. My goodness, this Gatorade's got me crunk. Frank and I go through albums track by track and tell you what we really think about them. But that's not all. Oh, no, no. We also have a wide array of musical discussions, like in our Spotlight series, where we'll dig into a band's catalog and see where we come out the other side. That's right. Or like today in our verse series, we're going to pit two albums against each other and they're going to duke it out for something we like to call total stereo domination. Now, if social media is your thing and Mark Zoidberg told me it is, be sure to check us out on Instagram or my personal hell, Facebook. Yeah. We have a group thingamajig <laughs> or something like that. Uh, so mark yourself safe from shitty music and give us a like uh, or a follow or whatever you're supposed to do uh, on your phone when you're not looking at pornography. Oh, absolutely right. And don't forget to pop on over to the world famous Tube of the U where we watch. You can watch us make these silly faces uh, and we put the show together. Literally, we're going to put the show together. And who knows? Yeah, you know, we always talk about exclusive content, Mark, that people are not going to want to miss. But I promise when that comes out, you're not going to want to miss it. So be sure to fire off that subscribe button and like and all the good stuff right mark all right uh now that we've gotten uh, all that out of the way yeah. it's time for uh, a battle royale of Ooh. sorts two heavyweights of of the punk rock scene uh richmond virginia's avail versus gainesville florida's hot water music wow quite the slugfest indeed mark pound for pound two of the heaviest hitters from the east coast for sure tell me how these two come to climb in the ring with each other today and turning us really into two Michael Buffers? Uh, great question, Frank. Thanks for asking. Uh, mm. Last week, I was fortunate enough to get to see both bands uh, yeah. play together. Now, uh, Hot Water Music has a, a new album on the way into the void and Avail just re-released -re their debut album, uh, Satiate. I, had, uh, I hadn't expected I I'd ever get to see Avail play live, uh, and you never know when Chuck Reagan won't be fishing. So I, I packed the car for a very long two-hour road trip uh, over to St. Petey. Uh, 
both bands uh, played their asses off and it was uh, great to be back at a, a big venue packed with people all having a great time. Uh, but uh, leading up to the show, uh, I was torn as to, to which album uh, albums to listen to leading up to it and thought it might be a fun uh time to just kind of compare our favorite albums from each band frank yeah two very different bands that share really the same genre stylistically but uh, you know it's more to it it's not just they're they're labeled punk bands a hot wire music with its two guitars and two lead vocal men which almost spawns almost two different bands and a veil single guitar single singer and a cheerleader uh they're the first band i knew of to have one of those and and have we mentioned their singer to barry i mean he's just a towering figure that you can't help but notice and notice in a good way uh for all those things i am pumped for this Oh, me too, brother. Why don't you give our listeners that the lowdown, if you will, on Avail? Sure, man. So Avail, definition to help or benefit. Uh, I actually first caught wind of them on a mixtape that was made for me way back on 90, 97, 98-ish. It was on a mixtape. So I, mm-hmm. I, I do remember them. I forgot what song, though. So I, I can't re- recall what song. The band, however, dates back to 1987 in Reston, Virginia. Guitar player Joe Banks uh, was in a veil with other various members and teamed up with Tim Berry, who was in a band called Learning Disabled Kids. Um, They moved to Richmond, Virginia in 1990. They really satiate what you just said in 92 on Lookout Records. You might have heard of them before. Uh, In 94, we got Dixie. And in 96, we got the gut-wrenching 4 a.m. Friday. Now, Great record. Yeah. Gut, yeah. Gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. Now, Sorry. many of the band's lyrics center around Richmond, uh, which uh, the band's cult like status, cult like status, excuse me, is largely due to that authentic, hard on your sleeve approach, which really places you in these stories uh, of home that they are referring to. The band will further engulf us in the Richmond, Virginia lifestyle, Mark, with the album 1998 Over the James. On to you, Mark. Yeah. So, uh, 1998's Over the James, the band's fourth studio album, Mm. originally released on Lookout Records, as Frank mentions, 14 original songs with themes of personal responsibility, isolation, depression, interpersonal relationships, and of course, the spirit of the James River. Uh, It'd be easy to just list off any of the songs and tell you that they're all amazing because because they are. But the heart of the veil has always been in the small details from songs with one verse and chorus that repeat like a giant moshing hook that you just can't pull yourself away from to these sweeping melodic parts that take the band from being simply a, a hard hitting punk band into the realm of a God tier post hardcore band. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. They're fast as hell and hit as hard as, anyone willing to get on stage. Uh, I certainly have my favorites on the album, August, Scuffletown, Sanctuary 13. Uh, But like many, uh, Lombardi Street was the first song I heard from Avail uh, and Over the James. And it stuck with me in a way only a handful of songs ever have. Uh, Speaking to the the lonely kid who was terrible at relationships and owning my role in them. Uh, It's it's a track I still hold. Uh, very, very dear and dear to my heart. Oh man, you crying? Uh, nope, nope. Just, oh, uh, just a little something in my eye. Um, <laughs> uh, many of us have heard the the reissue of this bad boy put out in two thousand eight yeah. by Jade Tree Records, which features uh, an acoustic Lombardi Street. I love that they they sell it as a straight acoustic uh, yeah. cover for the first minute. Uh, 
and a half plus before bringing in the whole band, rocking it just right the fuck out. Also featuring uh, Billy Joel's You Might Be Right, uh, Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds, as well as the lesser known but rocked just as hard cover of Embrace's Said Gun. Uh, for me, this album is, is damn near perfect, uh, and it gets a 9.5 out of 10 for me. Frank? Yeah. If you start at the beginning of Avail's catalog, you could see immense growth in Over the James. Uh, as you said, these songs are thundering fast and in a short time. However, where most bands in this style may not know how to write complete songs in a very short space, Avail manages to do so. Length aside, these songs become memorable anthems for living in a place where these members have basically they become that place. At the end of the day, uh, they're super aggressive. They're filled with passion, but that doesn't equate to a lack of melody and hooks. Then we have a track like Lombardi Street, as you mentioned, which is almost a foreshadowing of what's to come with Barry's solo work, especially that acoustic version. Um, to me, that's the highlight of this record. It's such a perfect song with so many elements that you want uh, out of something that just really displays authentic passion. Like you, Mark, uh, this record's a nine and a half out of ten. Yeah. Well, uh, we're moving right along to our second uh, contestant in this battle. Uh, Gainesville's Hot Water Music uh, have never been known for, for pulling any punches themselves. The foursome uh, has seen the world through uh, the tour bus and stage. But but who are they and how did they get here? Great question. The band features uh, <laughs> dueling, not really, guitars and lead singers Chris Wallard and Chuck Reagan. Uh, baseman Jason Black and drummer George Rebello. Now, uh, Reagan, Black, and Rebello all grew up in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, Black and Rebello played together in a jazz band in school. Reagan and Rebello met Rebello, excuse me, met while working at eateries on the same street. Uh, with the corner becoming the frequent gathering place for Sarasota's musicians, uh, as Wallard. Uh, was based in Bradenton at the time, which uh, is a town just north of Sarasota, Florida. Uh, for those of you not familiar with how the West Code of the state uh, works. Anyways, uh, he met the other three at a storage facility, which frequently used as a rehearsal space uh, between both Sarasota and, and Bradenton bands. I probably didn't need to tell you that it was just north of it, but whatever, you know now, so shut up. It's a good visual. <laughs> it's a good visual. Frustrated by the lack of uh, musical opportunities in their respective hometowns, Black recommended that the other three join him in Gainesville, a city known for its historic and contemporary music scene. Upon moving to Gainesville, the four joined together as Hot Water Music. Mm -hmm. The band's name was taken from a collection of short stories yep. by Charles Bukowski. Uh, so that's how the name got there. It, it doesn't act. It, it's not in Webster. I, I, I tried Frank, but it wasn't there <laughs> on, on a quick note too, uh, the golfer, professional golfer, Dave Reagan, uh, as Chuck Reagan's father too. So that's, that's, Oh, is he? Yeah. So that's something, that. something oh. to note. So, all right. So the band then releases their first record, 1997's feel for the hate game. Great album. Uh, and 99, no division, great album, both on no idea records. In 2001, we see them move to Epitaph to release A Fight and a Crash, great album. And in 2002, Mark, Caution. Great album. Yeah, this record <laughs> instantly takes your head off and kicks it with Reagan's bellowing vocals on a track like Remedy. If you want even more of an insight to Remedy, I suggest heading over to Kristen Higgs' a podcast uh, from Lesson Jake to hear his interview with Reagan on the track. Track two gives us quite possibly Willard's best 
pen tune and trusty chords. Mm-hmm. Although both, both singers have shared uh, or have shard, excuse me, shard screeching vocals, we really are treated to two different styles. Uh, the album doesn't let up with I Was on a Mountain again by Woolard and One Step to Slip by Reagan. After four tracks already, you could hear that the band totally took what they already elevated on the album flight and a crash. And they continue to progress it with intricate guitar work. Both guitars are rarely doing the same thing. And they, they leave a lot of open space for the other to compliment. Now the middle of the record gives us such goodies like the sense, not for anyone and all right for now. And if you think the meat of this record exists on the top and in the middle, you're wrong because we get to the last three tracks. And there are some of my personal favorites, the odd type signature of we'll say anything we want it, it's a straight up punk tune or, or is it, this is where the band that presents you such a mature style. They deliver you such a crock pot of spices, Mark, and they're also tasty. Uh, mm-hmm. Way, way fairer. Mark is another highlight from Reagan. And although his voice is rougher of the two, it does blend in some nice melody to the tune. The end is a fitting closer with Willard and company giving us a very layered and complicated arrangement. Uh, listen, this album for me, Mark is flawless. I love every single track on here uh, with tracks such as trusty chords. I was on a mountain. The end Wayfarer remedy being really life changers for me, uh, like over the James, <laughs> Guess what? This album's a nine nine point five out of ten. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those records for me that the, the more you sit down with it, the more it becomes like just part of me. Uh, it screams uh, from your speakers, drawing you in with its hooks and heart. Uh, Frank's right; this thing rules. Uh, another absolutely damn near perfect record. I I agree with you. Wayfair is one of my favorite songs from them. Remedy has only grown. Oh, uh, God. heard Chuck talk about it. Uh, and Trusty Chords, I mean, quite possibly the band's uh, most recognized song. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, 9.5 out of 10 for me as well. This is tough, isn't this, Mark? Uh, you know, comparing uh, giant albums like this, uh, we knew had a huge challenge on our hands right I, I i don't know that there's going to be a clear winner here right we just scored them exactly the same yeah uh, frank w- when it comes to melodic hardcore how is it two bands such as these can have such different structures and approaches to the music they made but both can be so relatable and endearing i think what you have and avail is a bunch of guys who like a variety of music and their passion and experience from there come out uh, and presents itself in this quick and aggressive version of hardcore, although mm-hmm. not folk and structure, you can make the case that these could be transposed to folk songs, especially with that Richmond, Virginia backdrop. Um, hot water music is none of this though. And it's, it's what I like to call well, both bands or like, or what I like to call grown up, pull up your pants, punk hardcore <laughs> or or is it again the reason why i keep saying or is it is because you have so much going on these guys didn't come from punk backgrounds in fact most of them were metalheads which is funny uh willard in fact stated that he liked skateboarding and when he moved to gainesville he just found himself um at, hanging out with with the punks and he had no idea what it was all about on the guitar side uh it's not that they're hot water music now it's not that they're using like these different chord progressions or any sort of different tunings but somehow they are making them sound different and and that's probably with those four guys in that space at that time creating that music and that's how it's coming out um i guess mark you know I, I, your insight on these two styles that are are different but yet the the bands are in the same community of music uh, what's your thoughts on all that 
Yeah, so I've always had kind of an interesting look at, at punk rock, right? And and hardcore certainly spewed out of that. And I think both of these bands qualify as hardcore or post-hardcore or however you want to define it down. But if you look back at the early days of punk rock, it, it was really just based around the fact that people with no discernible genre needed a place to play. CBGBs happened to let them do that. And what grew out of it, uh, Ramones, television, uh, suicide, yeah. uh, talking heads, Blondie, <laughs> right? Uh, Patty Smith. It became this thing of kind of anyone who is outside of an otherwise known genre was then labeled punk, right? And then, of course, the punk movement kind of grew out of that. And most people just tried to rip off the Ramones. But we see that later on, too, as we get into hardcore, things that don't necessarily fall into those same strict molds, those things that that don't necessarily fit into one box or another. Right. They didn't neither Hot Water Music or Avail really fall into that 90s pop punk that came oh. out, although they're arguably contemporaries with them. Right. Avail being there as it got off the ground and Hot Water Music coming in towards the tail end of it. But clearly they're both still very punk rock and they're both still fit that classic definition of music that kind of fits in that rock mold, but doesn't have a defined genre. So it's really interesting as you think about what punk rock is, it's almost easier to think about what punk rock isn't as a way to define it. So it's an interesting thing. You know, it's um, it's a trick. Frank, if if you had to pick. Do you do you think you could? (sighs) <sighs> hmm. Yes, and and it's and I I can pick a winner. Do you have a winner, by the way? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> you know, I I mean, I'll tell you, sure. All right, all right, and you saw them live, so you could really, I think, cement that. Um, did you want to go first, or do you want me to? Either way, sure, I'll go first. So it's it's interesting because I saw them live, and I felt like Avail had the better set. Right. right, which seems odd because they, they obviously hadn't been playing as much as Hot Water Music. Um, but I feel like they had a better set. But again, it was also the, the idea that I may have never seen them. So seeing them for the first time may have just simply been that much more. So I thought Avail was better that night live. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, the more I've been listening to both albums. Okay the more caution has, has kind of seeped into me. And, I, and I'm, I'm leaning towards caution Yeah. because while I still love over the James, I still think it's, it's absolutely cathartic as a record. It, it has all of these gigantic energy blasting moments and it has these beautiful sweeping melodies um, and these hooks that, that really pull you in caution uh, again, has just simply continued to, to grow and, and, and manifest itself in my mind. And I continue to find myself thinking about it more and looking at it. So for me today, yeah. uh, it's caution. Yeah. So this was a hard one to think about too. And and the only way I could conceptualize it enough to, to make logic about it was, Hey, they're both two albums that, that we scored identical. So what I'm about to say doesn't put one over the other. It's just what, what has impacted me maybe just slightly more. And I think that was the best way I could possibly look at it. And the, the choice is also caution in my world. And and I'll say why, Uh, just because, well, listen, 
both bands were really eye openers when you first when you first saw them visually because there was not any flashy stuff there weren't any hair dyes uh, that mm-hmm. actually you know me and you can make the case that we could be in one of those bands but the way we look at the end of the day and i always liked that right there was mm-hmm. such a relatability to these guys hot water though again i use the term uh, you know the the grown up mature version of, of of punk because it's something that if i were to start a band with you of course today uh i i would probably say hey let's try for something like that right uh mm-hmm. it, it, it the playing is just on a completely other other level and i i think a lot of it has to do with uh th- again the two guitars being able to feed off of each other and also you get really two different experiences i found hot water actually through Reagan's solo stuff first. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, this is, there's some other singer in the band. And as I started hearing Woolard songs, especially like trusty chords, uh, uh, you know, the meaning behind it just elevates anyone feeling down, isolated, depressed and ridden with anxiety. Uh, it just, it, it was really, really impactful. Uh, so very tough call as of today, like you, it's caution. Excellent. I, I look. Neither one of us have taken made this decision lightly. Absolutely. Uh, congratulations to Hot Water Music. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Frank, it's game time. Oh, fifty well, percent. Here I come, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> for this week, folks, I have a really interesting game for Frank. Uh-oh. We're going to play Strip. Where's that road? So I'm going to name a road and you have to tell me if it's in Gainesville or in oh, Richmond. That's such a good game. Okay. Are you, are you ready? I, I could do it. I could do it. I think I'm I totally can. just, I, I'm totally kidding. I have no, I have no game. Oh, really? I just, I just thought it'd be fun to make that like, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a damn good idea though for a game. Let me tell you. I mean like, but uh, uh, every town's got a Harrison street. Every it's town. It's, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Sure. Sure. Well, it, <laughs> all right. So the 50% is spared basically is what we're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically you got a hundred percent on that one. Woo! Woo! Uh, wasn't that fun? Frank, what, uh, what do you have for us next week? So check this out, Mark. I'm going to piggyback uh-huh. off of, uh, I was influenced by, by this episode and your choice okay. of this episode. And I'm going to pick, I'm going to be able to relate it and I'm going to piggyback it right now. So I'm going to show you the first record. It's another verse series. Okay. Oh, and I think, I think this fits very nicely. So after I show you the first record, you know what the second record is going to be, but oh. the first record is we're going to pit. Oh, we're going to do Chuck Reagan's uh, feast or famine. We're going to do Chuck Reagan's debut solo record. Feast or Famine, which I believe you got me this, Mark, way back in the day. By the way, me and Mark were on, even though Mark's vinyl collection is way more massive than mine. Oh, come on now. Me and Mark were buying vinyl in the mid-2000s, way before the whole craze began. So Began again. Yeah. Began again. And and for what it's worth, Frank's kid collection is way bigger than mine. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) in case you're wondering why I spend more money on records than he does. (laughs) And the second album, Mark, to no Uh surprise, is... Oh, we're going to do Tim Berry's Riviera Junction. That's right. So we got two debut... Did I say it right? Is it Riviera? I think it's Rivanna Junction, right? We'll figure it out by next week. Yeah. I, I hope to have the pronunciation correct. But so... Again, I found I, I always knew of hot water music, but I found them through Reagan solo stuff because it was around that time, Mark, as you know, where you know, we were trying to venture into other stuff here. And I was like, oh wow, sure. all these 
all these lead singers are Mike Ness did it in 1999, but all these lead singers of the bands we like are, are starting to do their, their own solo stuff with acoustic guitars and harmonicas and folk and all that. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I found Reagan. And then I believe you were the one who then turned me on to Tim Barry's solo stuff. Um, and those are two really, really great albums. Oh, yeah. A lot of parallels. Also, a lot mm-hmm. of differences, though. And I yes. think since we already did Avail and Hot Water Music, hey, let's 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 do the solo records and and let's see how we feel from there. Most definitely. I'm, I am looking forward to it, my friend. Cool, man. Cool. Well, uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a good time, Mark. And mm-hmm. uh, in ways that make us feel good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I wrote that joke and I wasn't sure what you were making reference to. It's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thanks everyone for joining us today, kids. Remember, like, subscribe, rate, review. Most importantly, be safe out there. And even more importantly, be excellent to each other. Stay Stay sharp! (laughs) You know, we really do want uh, you to be safe out there. Uh, Thanks as always for hearing us out. uh, and, And won't you say it with me now? Oh my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, bye bye. Woohoo! Frank, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> I need a remedy.